you're listening to The Tech Box. Hello everybody and welcome to episode 7 of The Tech Box. Before we start the show this week, uh, we all want to wish our friend Nick Robinson good luck in seeing off his brain cancer and we hope he's fully well soon. To us, the podcast has always been about having fun with friends, but we'd also like to do some good with it, and we've been looking at how we can support good causes. There is no good cause better than looking after your friends. Nick has done a huge amount to support our community over the years, and he isn't asking for help now in a time of need. Anyone who gets a serious illness suddenly finds themselves with extra costs and worries. We'd like to help a bit by raising some money for Nick. Even if he only uses it to buy his children something extra, it will have been worthwhile. It's surprisingly hard to raise money for someone without a significant cost along the way. For example, I understand GoFundMe charges 5%. We want Nick to get the full benefit of any donations. If you'd like to help him now, please send him whatever you can, uh, whatever spare, to paypal.me slash ratcat, that's R-A-T-K-A-T, and let's all say thank you to Nick for his help over the years. And so, on with the show. Um, one of the great things about the tech box has been the team. And we have not just the team that you hear on, on the show, but behind the scenes, we've got a few other people as well, Mayuri, John, Rich, uh, and from time to time, one or two others. Um, and so this evening, we've got a, a show in two parts. We've got a part that was recorded uh, by James and Andy uh, this afternoon, uh, because Andy's in New York, and so the time zones work better that way. Um, and after you've heard that, James and I are going to talk about the new iPhone and the new Pixel. Good evening, Andy. Hi James, how you doing? I'm doing all right. How you doing? Yeah, not not bad. In uh, sunny New York, actually, I'm lying. It's not sunny because it's uh, it's in the evening now. But um, do you know? I know we always have to talk about the weather on these podcasts. I have to tell you, it's very warm still. Very nice. It's mm. not cold yet. So, what have you been up to this week? Well, I thought I would put my toe back in the water of the Windows Phone world just to see if I could get an old Lumia 920 up and running, just for the basic stuff. Um, I find it useful to have an old phone knocking around in my classroom. We do have a, a classroom Instagram account and also, you know, school emails and things like that. So it's the sort of thing that the kids can use and throw around. And, you know, it doesn't really matter if it gets bashed up completely. And, um, it, you know, it needed to be something a bit more durable than a than a, a you know a sexy samsung s8 or something so okay so how does that work in terms of um using it around the classroom it's literally just there if the if the kids want to take a picture of something and it's logged into an instagram account they can sort of maybe take a picture of a project at the end of the day or something yeah so i you know i started this a few years ago the parents absolutely love it because they know that it's a private account just for the classroom and they can see their kids doing stuff you know during the yeah. day and for me, you know, sometimes I just don't have time to do it. And parents will say to me, you know, oh, it's been like four days, you haven't posted anything. So I've started giving the kids the phone, you know, and saying, you know, all right, the phone's coming around, you know, take a picture of each other or, you know, take a picture of your mate working or, you know, whatever it might be. And that's worked really well. I have to do a little bit of editing here and there before it gets posted. But, you know, the phone does get dropped and, you know, it's got gr you know, grubby fingers all over it. Yeah. And you, know, you, just, you just need something like a tank which the 920 totally was in its day. Mm. And, um, you know, I, did, I had one and I sold it and I thought I would go for something nicer. And I just, I just thought, you know what? No, I'm going to go back to a 920. But 
you know, with Microsoft pulling the plug on a lot of things this past summer, it's interesting to see, you know, even set it, setting it up in a very basic way just to see how good or bad things were. And unfortunately, you know, it's got to a point where things basically just don't work anymore or they do, but they're painfully slow. And it's mm. almost as if <laughs> it's it's so ironic in a way that it's, you know, a, a Nokia um, has gone the way of Symbian where it's just barely usable even for the most basic things. And, you know, even taking a photo with it, just the, the time it takes to process the, the image if you, before you can do anything with it is painfully slow. Um, the Instagram app I was using, Six Tag, which back in the day was just, you know, perfect and fast and great, is very slow and now it's buggy and sometimes it crashes and I have kids saying, you know, this the, the, the phone went back to the start screen. Actually, they don't call it the start screen. They call it the squares screen because why would they call it a start screen? Yeah. They don't know anything about Windows Phone. But um, so, yeah, it was just a bit of a, you know, a doorstop. So it's, you know, my school emails weren't coming through. It said it was syncing, but it really wasn't. Like nothing was coming through. And the only advantages I had with it were the fact that it was, you know, quite durable, wireless charging. <sighs> That's about it, really. So it, has, it, it does, has to go back. It does sound like it's in exactly the same place as uh, Symbian was or, I suppose, yeah. is now in terms of uh, the hardware still is alive, but it's difficult to actually get it to do anything these days. Yeah. Hardware's still alive and hardware's still really lovely. I mean, to hold the thing was just... It's lo a lovely device. They did a really good job with those designs on those early, uh, those early Windows phones. But... Mm. Um, yeah, it's I loved the 800, you know, because I loved my N9. I loved, yeah. So I loved the 800 just for the fact that it's very, very similar. But I've yeah. never taken with the 920. It always seemed a oh, really? bit too big and bulbous, and it kind of lost the character of the smaller 800 and N9 form factor, I thought. But that, that was yeah. just me. I mean, I, I thought it was definitely a step up from the Lumia 900, which came... I think twenty early twenty twelve, and it was the last the kind of end Windows of phone the 7. smartphone beta test. You mean? That's right. Yes, but I I picked one of those up in a shop uh, over here in New York, and I just thought, oh, they've gone and made a big mistake with this because it's very kind of flat, boring. Yeah. There was a ridge around the glass. That, 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 that lovely curved bit of the screen edge was gone. It just felt plasticky and cheap. And I thought, what are they doing? And then the 920 came out and they'd kind of gone back to the sort of svelte, curved pillowiness and the nicer plastic and the curved screen. I thought, oh, you know, they've gone back to that. But I, I do remember at the time thinking this thing is a heavy beast. I mean, it's a, it's a heavy it's a heavy phone. Yeah. I guess if you're comparing it to the Lumia 900, then the 920 is a piece of art. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, you can't beat the, the original N9 will always hold a, yeah. a warm place for me. Absolutely. So how about, I mean, you're still got some toes in Windows Phone, haven't you? So how's Windows Phone 10 holding up if 8.1 is uh, is kind of died a death? Yeah, 8.1 has died a death and we sort of knew it had. So I still have a Lumia 650, which is now going to be my, my work phone. Um, Windows 10 Mobile, um, I can't remember the number, but whatever the current sort of... Um, standard release variation of the software is i'm not on any kind of fast track uh insider program um so sorry steve litchfield i'm not i'm not i'm not messing around not with keeping, the only not keeping I've up got. to date with the nightlies 
Yeah, no, no, no. There's no no 90s going on. But, you know, for that, now that's, you know, it's, it comes out the same stable, but it's a completely different horse. Everything works. It's fast. It's fluid. I know Steve goes on a lot about Windows 10 Mobile being very um, capable um, and current. And I don't I don't know about current. Certainly is capable, though. I mean, I don't have, have any complaints with, with the 650, except, you know, there might be a, a few apps that could be... Um, could be useful for me in the classroom um but you know to be honest with you i'm going to use the computer or i'm going to use the ipads that we have for that sort of thing but you know for school emails for instagram for photos for checking you know other things i have a sort of a, um, a daily f- fact app that's in there and i put a fact up on the board every day you know about the world or history or whatever all that stuff it works great and um very fluid and i don't have wireless charging which is a bit of a pain so i have to kind of root around for that that micro SB cable that's under my desk somewhere, which is always a bit of a, a bit of a pain. But um, yeah, I mean, I, I know I know where Steve's coming from with with Windows 10 Mobile in terms of it being fast and you know it can do a lot of things and it can do things like Facebook and Twitter and WhatsApp and all that kind of stuff. But you know, if you want to have the that niche train app or that niche you know payment app or bank app or even just the, the fun stuff, it's just not there, and that's yeah. why. You know, you, you say Windows Phone has died a death. Windows 10 Mobile is not far behind. Mm. It'd be interesting to see how the kids uh, get on with it, though, because obviously, you know, they aren't, you know, all they want to do is, you know, use it, take photos, etc. So they're not going into it with a, a closed mind. You know, they should be completely open. So it'd be interesting to see how it goes down with them. Yeah, I think, you know, when they were using the 920 and, and shoving that around the classroom, the the tile interface is actually very kid friendly you know it's almost as if uh, that is in the whole the whole <laughs> it's almost as if the whole start screen is kid mode or child mode mm, you know yeah. they find that very easy to navigate because there's huge tiles for them to tap with their their uh, smudgy fingers but yeah as opposed to little icons all over the screen or whatnot but um yeah i think you know they they seem to sort of do okay with that and uh, you know it's one of those things you want it to work and then it doesn't, and you think, ah, all right, I gave it a go. Back to back to what's yeah. you know slightly less fun. Okay, so I'm going to pose a question to you then. So, okay, what would it take if if there was going to be a Surface phone? What would it take for it to come back as your uh, main phone? Because um, obviously now you're uh, on the Note Eight, which yes. is probably arguably one of the best phones you can get at the moment. Right. So it's got a obviously that's the bar. So can you imagine a <laughs> uh, a Surface phone that would compete, and what would it have to do to do that? I think my you know my answer is probably the same as a lot of people's, which is you know if they come out with something that is has a great camera on it or a great dual camera setup, that's great, and it probably would anyway. You know. Um, it's going to have all the the innards of something that you would expect, you know, the latest chipset, very fast, plenty of RAM, all that kind of stuff would be standard. But the thing that it won't come with, which is something that we've all been hoping for for the last couple of years, but it just never materialized, is... Android? Well, true app compatibility. Yeah. Um, you know, true app compatibility, not even as far as, you know, sticking Instagram on your Fire tablet which is a bit of a workaround. I'm talking about just opening up the box, turning the phone on, setting it up, and going to the App Store or going to the Google Play Store or even the iOS App Store and being able to just pull in 
those apps from a different store and yeah. then working seamlessly and it's never yeah. going to happen yeah of course microsoft did have a android app store at one point when they bought nokia and it was the first thing they did wasn't it was to shut it down yeah from and the um from the x series no- of nokia phones. x yeah, yeah that's it and they that's one path that they could have taken isn't it they could have yeah taken uh the amazon route and forked android um got their own app store and yeah. if they'd have married that with some snazzy uh hardware you know sort of like one plus style lots of yeah. bang for your buck hardware um they could have done something i think yeah yeah you know we would we would be sat here complaining that one or two apps were available on the google play store that hadn't yes. been ported over to the um, microsoft store and how frustrating that was but it would be one or two apps it would be the very latest version of um, prisma and um you know one of the chat apps maybe group me or right. um, line hadn't been um, ported over but everything else was pretty much there and and working fine yeah i remember trying very hard with richard yates's help actually to get um google play store and all the kind of, you know, the googly stuff. When I had a BlackBerry Q10, and I think actually the Z10 as well. And Richard was very helpful, and we got it all set up, and we got it going. And then you find out that even though you have access to the Google Play Store, many of the apps either won't load, they won't install, or when they do install, they're a mess. And so mm. it's one thing that they just, you know, if BlackBerry, and they probably tried quite hard actually, because that was their sort of <laughs> their last chance, as it were, to kind of get any kind of traction. They couldn't get it to work properly. I think Yola also failed in terms of it being really smooth and really mm. seamless. You know, if you want Google Maps and you want all those apps that you know you, you mentioned, you need you need an iPhone or you need an mm. Android phone. Mm. You know, you're not gonna. It, I mean, if Microsoft were running uh, an AOSP fork. Um, the question is, obviously, they wouldn't have Google. They wouldn't have the Google services. Right? Could something have been worked out? I know that yeah. um, Google always saw Microsoft from the beginning as kind of like the enemy and refused yeah. to put any of their apps on Windows Phone and stuff. But you know, as time's gone on, I think they've diverged in what they're looking at getting from a, as a business point of view, and therefore maybe a deal could have been done roughly about the time that they. Um, uh, Microsoft bought Nokia, and uh, they when they looked at what they had with regards to micro, um, Windows Phone and what they could have if they kept hold of the uh, Nokia X Android uh, build, maybe some deal could have been done that could have got Google services on there and given Microsoft their own services, maybe their own app store. I don't know. I kind of feel something could have been done there. I feel, I mean, it, it's, you know, kind of, not pointless to to labor the point because it's good to talk about it but you know when you look at microsoft as a whole in terms of its history and its services and everyone's using office and everyone's using word and you know people are now using OneNote, things like that yeah um i feel when you look back on it especially in the last kind of i don't know 15 years maybe 20 years you know microsoft was seen less as um you know a windows thing because everyone had that on their office computers or their home computers it was much more of a you know a, a software and services thing then there's this kind of mistake that they made that steve barmer made by trying to uh, you know envelop his arms around the phone the mobile phone 
that obviously was seen by Satya Nadella as a, a big mistake and we'll just kind of mm. forget that ever happened. We'll kill all the Lumia stuff. We'll kill it all. Maybe the surface phone won't even ever exist. We'll just kill it all and we'll go back to making sure that everyone knows that, you know, if they open up their iPhone and they want a, a Word document, they can have one. If they open up their Android phone and they want an Excel document, they can have one. Um, yeah. And things like that. And I think that's probably yeah. what, what they're going to do going forward. Yeah. I think that that's their strongest hand at the moment is the yeah. um, office suite. Um, but yeah. going back to your point, I think the mistake, um, I wouldn't lay it all at Steve Barmer's era. I would lay it all the way back to Bill Gates's era where Microsoft considered themselves a consumer electronics company. Right. Uh, and I think mainly because families had PCs in the home because there was no yeah. other choice really. And therefore, Microsoft kind of got thinking to themselves, well, well, families are buying this product. Therefore, we are a consumer electronics company. Yeah. And I think the success that they had with Xbox just reaffirmed that to themselves. Yeah. And they, I think they come unstuck because of that assumption. Trying to chase that consumer electronics stuff uh, has kind of undone them a little bit. And I think Nadella now is taking a little bit of a step back. It's all about Azure, cloud computing, exactly. services. He's still going to sell Office to consumers, but I don't think he's chasing, um, you know, streaming sticks and um, right. putting assistance into speakers, although I think there is a Cortana speaker. Yeah, I think party. there is, called Invoke. But, yeah, but I, I just don't see Microsoft chasing that down. Of course, after saying this, because we're in the wrap for Christmas, I'm sure there'll be a um, press release with them launching their, uh, you know, streaming stick and, um, smart speaker and all the rest of it, but I've got a suspicion that that won't happen. If they release a Microsoft smart smartwatch, James, would you buy one? <laughs> they they already had they already tried that, didn't they? They tried oh, uh, the smart band. Of and, course, uh, did, yeah, of course. They did two attempts at that, and um, yeah. apparently it was decent enough. But um, yeah, it, it, they need to be clever if they're doing stuff in the consumer yeah. space. And it needs. I mean, to you look at the success. I mean, if you look at the success of the MacBook, you look at the success of the iMac, the iPhone obviously and now the apple watch and then you look back at what microsoft have sort of attempted even with the you know ipods and you know their version zoom almost everything that they've tried to kind of emulate with apple unfortunately has failed the only thing mm. they've done really well is, is software mm. and although you know windows 10 does have its bugs my you know, again my work laptop is just you know it's sick with the flu with with windows 10's latest updates but you know when it comes to Generally, like you say, you know the general software stuff. Office is obviously the big one. They do yeah. really, really well. I can't imagine doing my job without having Office on my computer. Yeah, and in fact, I use uh, a Mac at work, and I use Microsoft Office on that, and it is right. a dog. You know, oh, if you use, Office on the Mac is horrible. Yeah, yeah. If you use Office and Outlook on a Windows machine. It's absolutely fantastic. You know, you're nipping yeah. about those uh, applications and they're integrated really beautifully. Um, so, yeah, if, if you're doing pure work, then a Windows machine with an Office suite, I think you're away. Which is, I think um, Microsoft probably have to adjust their sites uh, up a bit from the consumer and maybe prosumer and upwards is, is where they need to be uh, aiming. I it's interesting that. that they called their latest update creators update, giving you a yeah. little bit of a hint. At they're trying to target the yeah. uh, 
you know, content creators with their products going forwards. We're about to buy a new iMac um, at some point between now and Christmas, probably going to hit the Black Friday sales for that. And, um, you know, I, I was saying to the missus, when it comes to things like sticking the Microsoft Office suite on there, let's not bother. Let's actually give the Apple software a yeah. stab, especially seeing yeah. as with pages, you can now save save your page as an Office document. Why not? I mean, yeah. I haven't used that. I haven't used that suite of software since, you know, about 10 years ago with my... Um, my macbook pro and obviously that comes with it and i didn't like it at the time it did feel a bit clunky and i i, I went for the the microsoft office uh, suite which was again not perfect but it was better but i feel like now people are saying that especially with pages it's it's definitely doable it's definitely an option yeah that sounds like a good option to me because just given the um the clunkiness of um the microsoft apps on mac i think that's definitely a smart option yeah okay so let's um move off windows uh and let's have a quick chat about your note 8 adventures okay and uh, i've been seeing a few very nice photos come through on uh, uh Flickr and instagram and uh, everything else and give us a little bit of a rundown on how you're finding the camera okay um first of all thank you very much for compliments james <laughs> you must be in a really good mood <laughs> absolutely well I, I i say Flickr. i think i've mainly been seeing them come up on um instagram yeah, I mean, it. I like the interface on on the Note Eight for for the sharing of of photos. It makes it very easy to kind of just throw them at you know whichever social media service you want to use, or mm. you know just immediately comes up with oh I you know the last person you texted was was the missus. You want to send it her way or send it to okay, her, her friend's nice, way. Yeah. It's quite handy. Um, one of the big things I liked about the S Seven and the S Eight, which obviously carries over to the the Note Eight, is the quick double click of the power button to get the camera yeah. up. Yeah, and even though other phones do a pretty good job of their little key shortcuts, you know, even on the Lumias, you know, you've got the, the camera button itself. It's it's so fast. It's so yeah. fast on the Note Eight that it just it really does. I never unlock the phone first and, and do anything else. I just double double tap that power button and I'm away to go. And um, one thing I've been using more recently is the, the, and I kind of forget that it's there actually, to be honest, is the telephoto lens. So, yeah. you know, today I was taking some silly pictures of the, the goldfish in, in my classroom and um, I found myself actually getting closer to the fish tank to try and sort of get a bit more detail. And then I thought, well, that's just dumb because I've got a telephoto lens, which is also, you know, the same kind of quality. And yeah. uh, I ended up getting a better shot with the telephoto lens and I didn't have to move closer. And the the one time I've been really impressed with it was, I think it was this week. It may have been late last week. And um, I don't know if you know, but Central Park has a huge reservoir in the middle of it. And so part of my commute, when I get off the train, I walk into Central Park. I kind of go yeah. around the, the reservoir a bit and then off to school and I, I know the, the photo of... that you're going to get to yeah okay yeah so That's a nice one um at the top of the reservoir you're looking south and you're looking at the famous skyline you can you can just about make out the empire state building the chrysler building and a whole load of other skyscrapers and so i put the telephoto lens into action and i took a, i took a shot and um i thought it looked, it looked okay and then as i'm walking to work from from the from the reservoir I thought, I wonder if, you know, how much detail that, that picked up, actually. Because I remember when I had the 808, the Nokia 808 and the Nokia uh, Lumia 1020, you know, I, I, I stood in the same spot. 
and I really enjoyed kind of zooming in and and making out the detail way off in the mm. distance. I'm, I don't know how far that is. It's got to be a mile at least. So um, so I used Snapseed to do a proper nice little crop there. And one of the buildings, it used to be called the Pan Am building. It's now MetLife. And you can really clearly make out the words MetLife on top of this building. And the detail mm. that's been picked up is is just great. And mm. to me, it's it's encouraging that that's actually the kind of detail that's picked up from the telephoto lens because one might expect that to be a slightly more inferior lens to the to the main lens but um i've been really impressed with it i've been really impressed with general kind of flowers in the neighborhood shots and pictures of my cat um pictures of leaves up close um i think the, the color rendering is really nice i still like to do a little bit of snapseed tinkering to make it look, you know, a bit more poppy or a bit more colourful, yeah. a bit more kind of give it a bit more flavour. Um, I don't really go too crazy with filters and things like that. But for me, the camera on this phone, it's uh, I don't know. It's if if you told me that I couldn't use this and I had to go back to the S8, I wouldn't really complain. But I would know that I'd be picking up a phone where if I double tapped that power button, the, the camera wouldn't start up quite as fast. And the picture quality would be good. I don't know whether it'll be that good as the the, the Note 8's photos. And having that telephoto lens is, yeah. is actually turning into a real bonus. It's this so, knowing that you've got that flexibility, isn't it? It really adds something. It's knowing that the flexibility is there. And I, I did enjoy having a, the flexibility with the G6. It was a different type, obviously, because that's standard lens and then wide angle lens. And that's quite nice to do, especially in a group shot. But I don't really do many group shots. I do quite a lot of photos that are close-ups of things mm. like flowers and leaves and things like that and the cat and food. Um, one thing I haven't actually been doing too much of, and I really should, is looking at the different modes that they have in the camera UI. You know, there's a food mode even and, you know, panoramic mode, obviously, and slow motion mode. And I haven't really used any of those modes yet. Yeah. But, um, you know, I really should because the camera is actually quite, it's got, got quite a lot going for it. This is the thing about Samsung cameras is that they tend to have all these different modes and they're normally all pretty good. But I find that I don't tend to use them because you tend to take your phone out, snap a photo and then move on rather than, um, you know, spend a lot of time selecting the right mode. But I remember on the K-Zoom, there used to be a, a night mode and that used to be fantastic. That used to do the whole... Um, you know, taking multiple photos to try and get a better shot. And I think they actually carried that night mode through into um, the normal Galaxy S's, I think. Uh, and I always found that I could get some really nice low light shots with that night mode. But it was having the time and the presence of mind to actually select that night mode before taking the shot. Did you see um, Steve Litchfield's comparison recently with the Note Eight and the Lumia 950. I don't think I did. I think it may have come out today, so you might not have seen it. But in 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 that, just just to let you know, you know, he does his camera, his photo comparison. Did with, the 950 you know, win by two points? <laughs> the 950 did win by uh, I think it was slightly more than two points. But okay. you know, for me and my eyes, and I'm no expert, I actually tried my best to skim down the article. And look at the photos without knowing which camera had taken the picture, so I could see yeah. 
you know the slide he has a sliding comparator yeah thing. yeah it's really good that yeah and i thought you know i haven't scrolled down enough to know whether this is the lumia or the galaxy and um some of the time i was picking the the photo i thought yes yeah, that's that's the one i prefer that's the one with more detail or less sharpening or whatever and it was the lumia to be fair but with the other ones where he was calling it close i couldn't i couldn't pick one that was better and i think mm. the point the point of that is Yes, the Lumia 950 had an um, had a very very good capable camera. It was a little bit slow, and it was a bit of a pain to use sometimes. And it's an obsolete phone now with a very very little used OS. The Note 8 is bang up to date and it's fast as you like. And yeah. so you know, for me coming from a you know used to be a big Lumia fan, I'm I'm happy that the Note 8 is kind of up there with the with the 950. Yeah, for me that's where the bar was set, and yeah, so. Yeah. Do you know what I'm? Do you know what I'm saying? It's yeah. like yeah, it's having that phone. That it's just it's it's that good now. Yeah, it's close enough that it doesn't really matter. You know, if it's exactly you know, if it's within ninety nine percent, then that's that's close enough. Yeah. I did notice um, on all about Windows Phone, they had a comparison with a guest reviewer doing the XZ One Sony phone uh, against the nine fifty. Okay, and I. T- the, they were sort of saying that that was close, but really, I mean, I thought that the because there was there's rumours going around that the uh, XZ1 is the Sony phone to uh, not over process and not over sharpen, but I thought those photos were classic Sony over sharpening right. and yeah. um, over processed. I thought they looked pretty horrible, to be honest. Um, it's always baffled it, me with Sony phones. You know, they come from such a good legacy with cameras. Yeah, it's crazy, isn't it? But, it, but that that comparison did make the 950 look very nice in terms of how yeah. natural and um, well rendered the, the pictures were. But yeah, I I still dream about getting a fantastic Sony camera phone, and I just right. do not understand why they don't do it. Yeah. They they should be able to release it tomorrow. They've got all the tech. Yeah, they got oh, all yeah. the sensors. Um, they got half, you know, they've got pretty decent screens. Yes, their current design language is a bit bezel-y, but I, I'm not too worried about that, to be honest. Um, yeah. They've got that um, camera button, which the feel of which and the responsiveness of which were never brilliant, I didn't think. But, you know, they could always tighten that up. Uh, of course, I'm in the um, Xenon Flash camp, so they could be bold and put a xenon flash in there as well as uh some led flashes they could put multiple uh sensors in there i know we, we go back to that um on every discussion that we have about cameras but i honestly think that the camera phone trophy is there for sony if they really wanted it and they just don't seem to really want it and i cannot understand for the life of me why well you know they're they're probably trying to research how to actually attach a cassette deck onto the back yeah. of a phone to bring back the walkman <laughs> no with mini disc that would be uh, mini disc be quite yes cool. yes it's funny because sony sony phones have been around for a long time on android they've never appealed to me i don't know whether it's the, the sort of boxy look about them or like you say the, the bezely look i don't know i am a bit of a i am a, a bit of a um can't think of the word now i just like to read a lot of reviews and, and watch a lot of youtube reviews of phones and the Sony's have never really kind of been up there with no. um, you know the, the, the likes of the iPhone and the Samsungs and the, even the LGs. So it's never really popped out. You certainly don't see Sony phones around town here in New York. They are still relatively popular here. They're kind of 
number three-ish. Okay. If, um, what, what have we got? We got Samsung. Oh, that's kind of I don't know. Maybe Sony's in second place uh, from right. an Android point of view. Well, I guess it depends um, on which networks are pushing them, really. Cause yeah. Most people do still get their phones from from network shops, don't they? Yeah. The, the one thing that I'll say is I've always liked the compact. So the right. Z1 compact was absolutely lovely because it had uh, the metal rim around the edge. So it felt so good in the hand. And if you peeled the front and back horrible plastic factory fitted screen protectors on, uh, took those off, then it was an absolutely gorgeous device. Right. And yeah. I still use my Z3 compact uh, three or four times a week because it's the phone that I run with. Oh, there so, you go. It's um yeah I do have a soft spot for these um, Sony compacts and I was looking uh, at the XZ one uh, compact um, it's a bit expensive I think for what it is um, but yeah a Snapdragon eight three five and a seven twenty p screen sounded like a recipe for a very speedy device so I was kind of tempted with it I held off I didn't go for it and if the camera was killer then I absolutely would have but um, I think the camera is just very good, but um, very good when you look at it on the actual screen and a little bit over-processed. But right, there we yeah. go. Talking of um, photography, the one thing that I wanted to ask you was your workflow for getting all of your photos properly processed and in the rightful final resting place for them. So, Because I'm struggling with my workflow at the moment. And I'm, yeah, mine... Mine needs my workflow needs work. Put it that way. <laughs> uh, I yeah. do love how um, Google Photos does everything in the background for you. I mean, even when I'm at work and I'm doing a Google image search for some, you know, kids want a Pokemon picture to color in or something. I'll get home and I'll find I'll find it in in my Google Photos album on my phone, and I'll think oh, I'll have to delete that. What's that doing in there? It does a very good job of, of putting everything into Google Photos. And I'm, I am amazed that when you put in things like a search for something like door, it will bring up all your photos from, you know, the last six months or whatever of all your doors. And yeah. the reason I say that is because we've been doing work on the, on the flat and um, we wanted to show my wife's mother our double doors in the bedroom. And I thought, oh, there's no way I'm going <laughs> to find that picture that I took six months ago. I put in the word door and there it was. And I was... I just thought I've never really used this this search facility before, so that's good. But then what I do is I find I kind of go through the photos I've taken, say over a weekend, and say these are the these are the pictures I took in the week. They're in Google. I will kind of just tag them or select them rather, throw them into Flickr, which is our main shared kind of depository for all of our nice photos. Okay, and so how are you how are you moving them from Google Photos to Flickr then? Um, on a computer, usually, so I'll I'll open up Flickr in the browser, okay. and um, I would have downloaded actually. I downloaded the pictures from Google Photos, so they're not right. even going to be full res; they're going to be high res. Um, <sighs> and the, yeah, I know, I know. This is painful. So this is painful. I'm not really doing it right, am I? Well, you could. Yeah, I suppose you could, this workflow still works with a small upgrade of just. Um, uploading them in full quality uh in the in the first place into google photos so this is still so my viable question then james is switch. If, but my question though is that if i open google photos um up on my phone am i 
and I select a picture that I've just taken and then I want to share it, is it going to share a high res image or the full res image? I reckon if you shared it from Google Photos, it would likely not end up being the full res one, which is why so I think that if, makes if me you've wonder, uploaded... Where are, the, the, are the full res pictures that I'm taking on my micro SD card then? If you've if you're taking them onto the micro SD, then they'll they'll still be full res there, yeah. Okay, but well you, then, but if as long as you've got enough Google storage, which I seem to have for the time being, um, with the various Chromebooks and stuff that I've bought in the past, I've got like hundred gig, right? Sat yeah. There. So I just upload my um, Google Photos photos in full res, and therefore I don't have to worry about them um, going up in high quality in inverted commas, even though I'm sure that the high quality that Google uses is absolutely fine and you wouldn't be able to tell yeah. the difference, but um, just for peace of mind. But anyway, let's go back to your workflow. So you've downloaded them from Google Photos on the laptop or um, desktop, and then you're uploading them again into Flickr with a little bit <laughs> it more. It sounds like I sound like I'm my dad. To the tagging and stuff. <laughs> no, this is this is uh, this is fine. This is a good good workflow so far. And then once they're in once they're in Flickr, I'll either you know put them in a, their own little special album or put them in a group like Phone Show Flickr group, and I might yeah. tag them like Note Eight or N Nine or whatever. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. And that's pretty much it. And then I, I think in the back of my head, I think well. Should we want to suddenly go and print the picture of the the changing leaf on the pavement? I know the full res is on the micro SD card, and somehow I'll get it off there and send that to whichever printing service we're going to use, or put it into Photoshop for the misses to kind of fiddle with a little bit. I don't, I don't know. I've 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 come from a camp from the you know eight oh eight and ten twenty camp where you know full resolution and nothing else. Yeah. to high res is pretty good it'll do you know yeah. i'm only going to share it to instagram and i feel like yeah. i've kind of gone away from that i must have my full res pictures somewhere i don't know yeah i'm a changed yeah, I'm man james i've not shaken i've not shaken that off myself so i think the the thing that is uh time consuming for me is i want to have all of my albums replicated across flickr and google right so what I do is I stop them uploading into Google Photos and I then manually upload them into Google Photos using the uh, either the Google Uploader or the actual website itself or actually even Picasa. Um, oh, okay. Which I've so I'll, never touched. So Picasa still works even though it's out of support. Okay. So I'll do all my trimming and... Um, uh, you know, straightening, and if I need to apply a sm- a light filter or do a small retouch, I'll do that in Picasa, and then I will get Picasa to upload them into Google Photos, which it still does, and I'll continue to do this as long as it still works, uh, and then I'll manually use the website to upload them into Flickr, and I'll make sure that I'm using, you know, I'll, I'll tag them, and I'll make sure that they're all geotagged, and this process just is does take a lot of time and i think that if i came to it today fresh with no photos then i'd probably be tempted with just the whole let google take care of it approach yeah. and maybe just tweak on you know get my big ipad out and um, do any tweaking that i want on the google photos app on the ipad yeah i don't know i mean the, the one thing that frustrates me is that you that google photos doesn't have tags right it, it yeah. wants to show off its 
um, recognition system, which is yeah. pretty damn good. But yeah. if you just want to tag it with something like this person's birthday or right. or this a wedding or a name, um, then I suppose you can actually tag the names using the faces bit of Google Photos. But right, yeah. generally speaking, you want you want to be able to tag stuff so that you can search for it without relying solely on the um, you know the optical recognition stuff that Google does. So that frustrates me that you can't uh, tag stuff. And even if you have tagged stuff before you upload it, Google doesn't tend to take that into account when you're doing a search, which is frustrating as well. So I have to ask the question, you have an iPhone 7 Plus. Yeah. What is wrong, or rather, why don't you use iPhotos? So that's a good question i think it's mainly because i try and keep cross-platform with all of my services okay and the photos stuff on ios and mac is not cross-platform onto uh, android and stuff okay that makes sense i mean i I quite like the flexibility of uh, google photos and since i've sort of switched from lumia to android i've been very very happy using using google and i was actually <laughs> always frustrated using OneDrive. just it just i don't know maybe i was doing it all wrong but it just didn't seem to make that much sense and i was forever searching and searching and searching for pictures that yeah. i needed to, to get even if i made little albums and i forget which one i put it in and it was a, a real mess but i know that richard yates has had his fair share of nightmares between trying to sort of shift photos around and and from various services and including Apple services. So I think, you know, I think probably Google photos is the one to use, but then again, like you say, it does have its, its shortcomings. Yeah. I think, um, I'll keep looking out for any optimizations that I can make, but, um, I think the one thing that's just whilst, whilst we're closing this stuff out on, um, the Google photos, the thing that I am really impressed with is when it, it does a little touch up of your photos and presents it and says, yes. this is like a dramatic photo that you've taken, or this is a, it puts together a collage and yeah, the photos like that's that. chosen for the collage are genuinely nine times out of 10, the ones that you would have picked. That is yeah. amazing, isn't it? Well, they've got a guy, haven't they? They've got a guy sitting at a desk and he's he's yeah. really good at putting those <laughs> pictures together. <laughs> each of the individual. Uh, yeah, I feel chuffed. That he's he paid a lot of money, apparently. Him, he's paid a, a hefty sum. So, he's, you know. He's got a good eye. He's definitely got a good eye. James, okay. I'm going to love you and leave you. And, Are you? Okay. Um, yeah, the missus is about to put a key in the door and ruin all of our fun. Okay, so no problem. <laughs> you don't want to invite her onto the podcast? Um, she would probably actually. She's probably got you know more to more to say about tech than than put both of us put together. But um, that's actually not true. She'd uh, she think she'd be lost at sea. Okay, well, another day maybe. Yeah, okay. another another day. Yeah, after she's had a gin and tonic. Thanks for that, Andy. That's been uh, good, and I hope you have a uh, a nice day at work tomorrow. I've got tomorrow off. Great. Well, good for you, James. I'll be neck deep in kids and a Lumia six fifty. Excellent. So it should be fun and games. Yes, and you must report back on uh, how the kids are taking to the 650 versus the 920. Yeah, I'm sure they'll still, you know, cover it in smudgy fingerprints and drop nice. it. And I think it's going to be slightly less more less less durable than the 920. It might actually not even last the week, but I'll, you know, I'll, I'll keep you updated on that. 
Okay, great. Okay, well, I'll let you get off then, uh, Andy, and we'll go back to the main body of the podcast. So, James, you had a good chat with Andy. Um, Yep. And I guess it's always good to talk about uh, some of the old stuff. Let's talk about some new stuff. What did you do about the iPhone? So, I'm patiently waiting for the iPhone X. Uh And I'm very, very interested to hear uh, how your iPhone business is getting along. Yeah, okay. Well, just just tell me first why you're waiting for the 10. So, I think the bigger, you know, having the design change is compelling. So, I've had the 6 Plus, I skipped the 6S Plus, and I've had the 7 Plus, and just getting an 8 Plus for whatever it would have been, £800 or so, just didn't feel like it was going to be enough of an update. I'm a big fan of the uh, dual camera and the portrait mode, so the portrait lighting was tempting. But I thought, well, why not just go for something a little bit more, spend the extra 100 quid or whatever it is, and get the iPhone X, uh, get all the new technology, get the full screen screen, um, and get the optical image stabilization on that telephoto lens and the slightly better um, faster lens uh, on the telephoto lens and just see how much of a difference that makes uh, to the portrait photos and the portrait light and yeah the general photography I thought would be interesting with this iPhone 10. Mm-hmm. I mean I mean, I think I agree with everything you say it, it, it's going to be quite a device I think it's probably fair to say it ought to be quite a device because it's also going to be very expensive although yeah, not so much more than the the eight, uh, the eight plus. Anyway, I mean, I, I took kind of the reverse view. Really, I, I'm, I'm fairly convinced that it's going to be pretty hard to get hold of one of these when they, they first launch. I mean, maybe I'll be wrong on that, but um, it struck me that that was certainly a distinct possibility. Um, and I think there's enough in the eight plus to, to look at it and say, well, yeah, that's actually quite a decent upgrade over the seven plus. I mean, it, it's interesting. I, I think the the last day I can say no, I don't want it is in fact today, um, and. A couple of days in, I thought, oh, I'm not really sure I've done the right thing here, and, and um, you know, maybe this was a mistake. Um, but the more I've used it, the more I've been very happy with the 8 Plus. Um, I think the 7 Plus has a great camera. Uh, the 8 Plus camera, I haven't really had chance to use very much in anger. I did have um, a day out with it uh, at the uh, end of a conference that I, I went to um, in Luxembourg last week. It took some really lovely pictures, but as to whether they would have been better with the 7 Plus, well, I'm, I'm doubtful. Maybe they would have been. Um, it wasn't really the sort of photography that was going to, I think, um, bring out the, the improvement in the camera. I mean, for, for example, it was mostly in pretty good light. Um, there wasn't any portrait elements in it, um, but certainly it has a good camera. What I would also say is... Um, the sound on it is phenomenal. I mean, the, the, the quality of the sound coming out of the speakers um, is is really good. And, and I don't just mean um, what I teased Steve about on, on, on Twitter today. I don't just mean headbanging stuff either. It, it, has a, it has a quality of sound that is really quite something. I'm not really sure how they've achieved the stereo separation that they have, given that one of the speakers is firing out the bottom and the other out of the side. Um but it really does work very well, and 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 that I'm certain is louder. Um, in in the little room that I work in, um, you know, you wouldn't you wouldn't even dream of wanting it at full volume because it would just be too loud. Um, in terms of the screen, um, the screen's really interesting. I, I I can't quite put my finger on it, but the screen is much nicer than the Seven Plus. It's a lot um, 
it almost has a paper paper look to it. It, it blends into the um, the surround and, and sorry, Kev, but I've got a white one here. Um, it blends into that and, and so it's almost unnoticeable where the join between the the bezel and the screen is. Um, and it, it seems to sort of be very um, very good in bright light. Although I have to say, um, in very very bright light, I had really bright sunshine for about an hour or so. It was quite hard to to take photographs with it without a little bit of paying proper attention to what was going on, just simply because it was a very, very bright day. But the screen is good. I don't have any doubts about the screen. It's a very uniform screen, um, and and that works nicely. I was a little worried that the battery wouldn't make it through uh, the day, and um, spending several hours, and I mean several hours, taking photographs whilst um, streaming Spotify over 4G and also listening on AirPods, that did put a fairly heavy strain on the battery. I don't think that would have made a, made a whole day, but I knew I'd have a chance to charge it up at the airport on the way home. Um, haven't yet used the Qi charging, but um, I do have a new Qi charger that was supposed to have arrived today. Thanks, Amazon. Apparently, it might now take two or three days, which, considering I know from when I went to collect it this morning that it's in a post office about three miles down the road, is a bit disappointing. But on the whole, um, yeah, I don't, I don't regret getting it. It's not an essential upgrade, but I think actually it's a bigger upgrade than it appears at first. I, I am inclined to agree that the, the 10 will be um, a bigger upgrade still. Um, I'm not really too worried about the notch. I, I think it's a bit of a gimmick for it to have, have the ears. Um, but, you know, that's one of those things you're going to use to very quickly. Um, and so I think... Yeah, I think this is probably the right one for me. I'm, I'm a little bit sceptical about Face ID. Um, on past performance, I know perfectly well that once I've used it a few times, I'll be completely happy with it and won't worry about it. But I am, on the other hand, perfectly happy with, with uh, Touch ID anyway. Uh, and so having weighed it all up, I thought, well, no, I think I will stick with this model one more time and then go for the, the second generation, uh, well, the second generation iPhone 10, whatever, whatever name they come up with it you know, for, for next year, that's probably the point at which I'd switch from one to the other. Um, and, yeah, it's funny. You know, if, if you if you compare this phone with uh, lots of the other flagships, you can say, well, certainly in many ways the Note 8 is, um, is it, it has pluses. I, I, I like the always-on screen, for example. I think there's a trick missed there. Um, but overall... I wouldn't say it just works. I'll go back to what I've said before. It, it, it mostly works most of the time. And, and at the end of the day, yeah, it was an upgrade I was willing to do. Yeah, I don't think you've managed to persuade me. If <laughs> I was, uh, if I was, how would you persuade me then? If you, cause given that I had or still have the 7 Plus, and let's say the 10 wasn't there, instinctively, I would typically just upgrade my iPhone every year, although I didn't for the 6S because I was not sold on the Force Touch. Mm. And initially, I wasn't sold on the live photos. Having used it in the 7 Plus, I think that that was uh, a definite worthwhile upgrade. And in retrospect, I probably would have upgraded for that. But uh, I still not really fancying Force Touch, to be honest. Um, so it's interesting, isn't it? The really divides people. I, I've got to be honest. I virtually don't never never use it. I don't, I, no. don't think, I don't think of it. I think I think that's partly because I'm I'm a, I'm a reluctant iOS user, which sounds a bit silly considering I've had every every iPhone except the three G uh, the three GS. I think it was I missed out on. Um, 
every so often I just sort of think, well, oh, this just really doesn't excite me very much. But on the other hand, it's it's what I always end up coming back to when yeah. when I'm busy or you know it. it it, it hits a target very nicely, but it doesn't hit the, I want to fiddle with this and get it exactly how I want it. Uh, mm. I think that's the problem. So, so I think, um, what's the yeah. feeling, what's the feeling of the hand like? Cause that's one of the things that, um, very, very nice, raised an actually. eyebrow. Yeah. I, 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 I like it actually. I think it does feel very nice on the hand. Um, it's obviously not massively different from, um, from the seven plus, especially when you put a case on it. But no, it it feels good. As to whether I'd want to, want to wander around with it, with it without a case, oh, no, I don't know that I would really. I mean, all this glass is supposed to be very resilient, but if you drop it on concrete from from a, a couple of uh, you know, or from a decent height anyway, um, I wouldn't say a couple of meters, but you really would have to be daft to, to drop it from a couple of meters, wouldn't you? I'll hold it above your head before you drop it. Um, I don't know that I'd be very happy wandering around without a, a case, but that's also true of so many other phones today. Yeah. It, it, because it's got the Qi, um, you know, it, 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 in lots of ways it feels reassuringly solid. Um, but I am aware of the fact that it's it's made of glass, and, yeah, I'm pretty sure if you drop it, it wouldn't bounce very well. And do you have True Tone on? Um that's a good question. I've got true. I forgot to check whether I'd set it or not. Because that's the only. That's I think the only different or the main difference on the screen. And I think I just check on my iPad Pro because I tend to have it off. I think. Mm. Well, yeah, I'm pretty sure I, I, I don't off on, on mine. Let's have a look. Display. No, I've actually got it on. So as they always see, so it must be set to on automatically. Because, yeah, uh, it's not something I've, uh, I very rarely, rarely mess with the um, the sort of fine tuning on that for the simple reason my eyes aren't good enough to get too fussy about it. Maybe what I'm saying I like is the true tone, but it. But I really do like the screen on this. It's very mm. nice and easy, easy screen to read. Quite bright. Um, I mean, who knows what damage Kev would do to his retinas if he turns <laughs> up full full power. Well, yeah, he really is very bright. You could easily use that as a torch. I think I've got it on about twenty-five um, percent, something like that. Um it, it it's yeah, it's a pleasure to use. It's it, it, I think it is faster as well, actually. But that's the other thing that I was gonna say is that I've not got a problem with iOS 11 on any of my phones, and particularly the 7 Plus. Isn't um, it odd the way some people seem to have terrible problems with it and others don't? I mean, I've got an SE and it runs absolutely fine. You know, mm. but, but then, then again, you come across people who say, well, it's just totally destroyed my success or something like this. I, certainly the SE I've got is, is running very happily with it. No, no great issues at all. So is it noticeably quicker, the uh, 8 to the 7 Plus? Because that's mm. the – I find it difficult to ima- – you always find it quite difficult to imagine. When you've got a fast phone or something that you consider fast, you think, well, how is this going to be any faster? I, I think I'd have to say it's very subjective um, because uh, I don't really need any adequate way of measuring the, the, the two. What I would say is it feels very snappy. I don't, I don't sit here and think, oh, come on, get on with it. Yeah. Well, well, with one exception, and that is I think the iOS 11 app store is a bit of a disaster. It's just absolutely yeah. ages to download anything, whereas everything, everything else, I'd say, yeah, feels faster, except for the app store, which is like snail's pace on anything yeah. I've run it on. Well, I've got the App Store sat here on my iPad, and it says it's got one update to do, and it's been doing it for about an hour. It's obviously yeah. gone wrong, um, and I'm going to have to kill it or restart the iPad. So, yeah, the App Store is definitely buggy at the moment. I don't, I don't know what they've done with the App Store, but, I mean, uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm sitting right next to a, um, a, a router, which is um, attached to a 200 megabit line, yeah. and, and, and it's like treacle. I mean, yeah. 
it doesn't help that the new app store doesn't tell you how large the files you're downloading is as well. But on past performance, I know Facebook is a big download, for example. Yeah. Um, and and it's just sitting there, and it's that got up to four hundred megs at one point. Yeah, crazy, absolutely yeah. crazy. Um, but yeah, the app store was a bit of a disaster on, on, on any of these things. But the phone itself, um, yeah, it feels okay. It feels so, good. I'm quite happy with it. It's so when it comes nice. to the twenty seventh of November, you're going to your wallet is going to be firmly shut the whole day, is it? Well, probably because it'd be twenty seventh of October, wouldn't it? Is it? Oh, yeah. right. Yeah. yeah. You, that, by then, it would have been sold out. Yeah. Yeah. No. I, yeah, it is going to stay firmly shut. Um, mostly because I tend to use the iPhone um, for work. Uh, it's got lots of work apps. The big screen is actually quite a, a, a plus from my point of view. I've got you know a portable keyboard that I know this fits, and I don't know whether the ten will fit. Yeah. Um, and I just kind of think, well, I've got enough other phones around to, to experiment with without needing a 10. Now then, if I then walk into the Apple store and say I can't get one for a month um, and it's absolutely lovely, well, I'm going to be a bit disappointed about that, I guess. But right now, I don't really see it happening. If, if it had um, Touch ID as well as Face ID, um, I would have been more convinced. But the truth is I'm a bit sceptical about Face ID uh, and um, I'm not wholly struck on on the notch. I, I, I certainly am not uptight about it. I mean, the, the one yeah. thing I don't, the one thing I don't get about the notch is I don't think it's massively offensive. And I no. personally would have gone for the um, default being black with yeah. the time and the notifications and stuff, so that it only filled that with content under very special circumstances. And other times you just didn't notice it. Yeah, I think that would be absolutely fine. But the other thing I don't understand is why they didn't put the uh, sensor cluster and the uh, camera just at the bottom. Like, uh, is it the Mi Max or what? You know, yeah, the one, one of, one of, one of the ones. Like yeah, uh, it's got full, you know, no bezels, and it just has a slight bezel at the bottom where it puts the camera. Now I know that that puts the camera a, at a more unflattering angle for selfies and stuff, but you can just flip the camera around when you're doing video calls or selfies or whatever, so it's at the top. Um, and just generally day to day, you've got that bar at the bottom taking care of everything. And if you did that, you could maybe have a button rather than um, the sensors anyway. Mm-hmm. I ju- it, it seems like you, we could have solved it with a bottom bezel and having a, the screen go all the way to the bottom where you're holding it seems like a little bit pointless yeah, to me. I, I, I'm inclined to agree. I mean, I, I've got a, a, a Note 8 here as well. Uh, and obviously that's got the... The rear fingerprint sensor in the location a bit close to the camera lens as well. I think a lot of fuss was made about that. I, I, I've not yet made a mess of the camera lens. Um, if it detects it can't focus properly, it tells you to clean the lens, so it's not so much of an issue. But you're right. The reason it has to do that is because there's nowhere to hold the thing where you can actually do uh, use, a, use a fingerprint sensor. That, that said, of course, I don't really understand why Samsung and Apple haven't... Um, Taken inspiration, should we put it that way, from uh, Sony and and made the power button um, a fingerprint sensor as well. I would have thought that was perfectly reasonable. But I mean, yeah, if you look at the demo, demos of Face ID, it, it it does seem like it works quite well. I, I I mean, it's not the same as Iris ID on Samsung or the Lumia Nine Fifty, which. Um, I, I have to say, the Lumia Nine Fifty, it, it, it would make quite a decent video. There I am. Um, I wear very focals. Well, you can forget um, 
the Lumia 950 identifying your eyes through very focal glasses. Well, maybe I can cope with that idea. So, so I take them off. And, and of course, the reason I wear very focal glasses is because my eyesight isn't great. Um, and, and I get the, get the 950 in front of my face and, and try and train the, the thing to recognize my irises. And, and, and I'm looking at this and, and there, there it is clearly showing my eyes in the, in the, in the right circles, um, on the screen. And it comes back and says, we cannot detect your eyes. And I'm thinking, Oh, that's not very encouraging because I can see that you can see yeah. my eyes. I have never yet once got the Lumia 950 to recognize my irises. Mm. Um, I, I had iris recognition enabled on, on the S8 when I have it. Um, and that worked about half of the time. Um, but I, I must admit, I'm slightly sort of skeptical about, about that ever working reliably. Um, Face ID, everything we we see says it's going to be an awful lot better because it isn't isn't looking at irises, it's looking at all sorts of features of your face. Yeah. Um, well, we're we're soon going to find out, aren't we? Yeah. Just how well I mean, it works. I, yeah, and 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 yeah, I, I can I can well believe that if anybody can get this to work properly, Apple can get yeah. it to work properly. Yeah. But but to me, it's solving a problem that didn't really exist. I don't I don't see what the problem with um, fingerprint ID is, and and I'm not really sure what. Face ID offers that's actually an improvement. Now that that that's going to become apparent in another six weeks' time, yeah. if, if there's any stock available. Well, there's and one scenario, isn't there, which is um, when you get out of the shower and you've got wet fingers. Yeah, but but conversely, when you're trying to use your phone with Apple Pay, um, I'm just a little bit sort of wary about waving, getting my my twelve hundred pound iPhone out, waving it around in front of my face, and then putting it down and yeah. turning and pressing the button. Yeah. At least at least with with touch id you've got a fairly decent grip on your phone at all relevant times and and i don't as much doubt that these iphones are going to be fairly highly sought after just because they're that that little bit different for apple although whether they're that different from a, an s8 plus i'm we'll, we'll wait and see um but i just have reservations about about quite how apple pay is going to work mm. well with, i hope it does new phone. I, I, I hope, hope it, it does, does yeah I hope it does work because when you get an Android phone with a slightly dodgy fingerprint sensor, like you do get every mm. now and again, um, some of them, some of the cheaper ones especially, I default to the pattern unlock rather than the code unlock. Right. And that's mm. not available on iOS, is it? So no, no. Uh, I don't kind of, kind of don't like the whole putting my number in because it's a little bit more effort than just the swipe that I do on my pattern unlock. But we'll see. Um, that's, that's interesting because I just persevere with it until the damn thing unlocks. Um, <laughs> the, the thing that I find really quite frustrating with Touch ID, and, and this is one way in which it doesn't work very well for me, is um, every phone I've got forgets what my thumbprint looks like. Yeah, I mean, I've got this on, on the on the uh, iPhone 8 Plus. It programmed all my fingerprints into it. A week later, it's forgotten what my thumb looks like. Now, I've looked at my thumb. You know, it's some sort of mutant digit or something. And it, it doesn't appear to be any particularly extraordinary aspects to it in relation to all of my other fingers. Uh, and yet, my thumb, even if I'm really careful about how I place it on the phone, it more often than not sort of buzzes and says, have another go. And by the time we've had three or four other goes, it says, well, you have to put your pin in now anyway. Um, that's an irritation I'd like to see the back of, but it's probably something I'm doing wrong. You know, maybe, maybe my thumb is too dry or too greasy or God alone knows what, I don't know. But it... it it certainly doesn't have any obvious reason why it doesn't work. Yeah. It regularly doesn't work with, with, with my thumb. Well, that's you know. strange on the to get that on the new Apple yeah. uh, yeah. devices because uh, I 
I used to have that a bit with the first generation Samsung fingerprint scanners. Doing it where now, I'm, I'm just trying to do it now. It's taken me four goes to get in without a thumb. So I came pretty close to it, it, it blocking me out and saying, no, you've got to put, put a pin in, didn't I? But it, it, it's happened to me with every iPhone I've ever had, that it, it, it forgets fingerprints after a while. Hmm. Curious. Okay, so let's see. Uh, hopefully, I'll be able to get in there quick enough to take delivery of the uh, iPhone X uh, in November time, and we'll report back on it. Yeah, it, I mean, you know, I, I'm not hostile to it at all. In fact, I, I'm pretty sure that, that it will be great in some ways. I just felt, well, I think I can wait another year before I switch to to that that model of iPhone. Uh, and, and we now do, of course, have an iPhone range where... There's an iPhone for everybody, almost, isn't there? In terms of Absolutely, price point, yeah. um, it, uh, obviously, I could very easily have said, "Well, I'll spend another 150 quid and, and go for the 10." I do think it is starting to get a bit excessive the price that we've been asked to pay for some of these uh, flagship devices. Yeah. Um, but, but then on the other hand, my iPhone is used several hours every day, um, and and it is a genuine work tool that, that I do get a lot of use out of. So. It, it's it's not like a lot of these things where I think, oh, that would be interesting to play with. And I play with it for a while, get bored with it and send it back. The the, the iPhone 7 Plus that I've just got rid of, um, I actually had um, until two days before the, the um, 8, 8 Plus was going to be delivered. Uh, and that's probably the single phone I've hung on to longest in the last four or five yeah. years. So yeah. so I don't really have too much of a reservation in in, um, in buying a new one. It... it, it it wasn't. It was always going to be, and it will get used without any any sort of doubt at all. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I think you're right. I think yes, some of these phones are getting ridiculously expensive, but we do use them every day. So yeah. Okay, should we move on to another expensive yeah. phone? <laughs> yeah, another, another very expensive phone, and one where hmm, I have quite mixed feelings about this other, other expensive phone. Why don't you talk about it? And tell so, us your thoughts on it. Are we talking about the uh, Pixel 2 expensive mm, phone? The Pixel 2 expensive phone. So I think the one thing that Google don't seem to realize is that with Apple pricing their devices at £800, pounds a pop, there's no competition you know, for a flagship iOS device, whereas uh, on Android, you've got competition from lots of really good uh, device mid-range devices. So if you're coming out and you're pitching it at the sort of six, seven, eight hundred pound mark, it needs to have lots and lots of USPs. Yeah. So you look at yeah. the Note Eight, and it's absolutely crammed to the rafters with the absolute best screen you can get, masses of RAM, the absolute best CPU you can get, uh, a pen that goes into it, pen input. Uh, dual camera, you know, the uh, wireless charging, headphone jack, the absolute works. Yep. So if you want to compete on that, you know, in that market, then that's what you've really got to bring to the party. And Google are not bringing that to the party. And interestingly, at the beginning of uh, the presentation yesterday uh, on the Pixel, they said, well, there's two things that uh, were interesting. One of the things that they said was they kind of alluded to not selling very many Pixel 1s. They said it would have been nice if more people had managed to get hold of them. And I was thinking, well... Don't sell them at such a silly price. Exactly. I mean, they had a massively uh, successful um, 
run with the uh, Nexus 7. That was really the breakthrough uh, Google device. That, you know, was the, that was the tablet, the Nexus 7. Yeah. Uh, both the... Uh, is it the 2012 and the 2013 mm. devices? Mm. I mean, they were priced really keenly. Uh, they were a fabulous device. And they sold they? bucket loads, and they were in, fantastic. In fact, my mum's still got one, isn't it? And still uses it. Yeah. And then they followed up with the Nexus 4 and the Nexus 5, again, really keenly priced. Mm. Uh, and, you know, I can only assume that those sold well. I certainly saw a fair few of them around. Not millions, but a fair few around. So they must know that if you price things correctly, they're going to sell. And I'm surprised I saw as many. I saw two pixels in the wild uh, in uh, in the last year. And I was kind of surprised I saw that many, to be honest. Mm. Now, I have to say that I was a bit disappointed that I didn't get a pixel last year just because of the camera. The results yeah. on it were absolutely yeah. fantastic. I, so. I, I, had a, I had a one for about um, a month or so. Uh, and yeah, it took seriously nice photographs, and 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 it's obvious they got this massive investment in computational photography, which yeah. presumably the new one extends as well. Yeah. So I'm really so having bashed it a bit for being too expensive, and um, uh, there's another thing that we'll come on to. Uh, I am actually very keen on it, so I have actually ordered the uh, Google Pixel Two non XL. You've ordered the non-XL, the one that comes out in about a month. Yeah. And I just really like the look of it. It's boxy. What about yes, the bezels? The terrible bezels. It's got big bezels at the top and bottom. So, but says the man with an iPhone 8. Yeah. yeah I, don't th- I haven't got too much of a problem uh, with bezels if it's all designed fairly nicely. And I think it looks nice. Mm. Um, it's got a five-inch screen, so it'll be nicely sized. Um, dual speaker on the front, which is nice. Um, hopefully that camera is going to live up to expectations. Uh, it's got, you know, it's got the specs where it counts in terms of the CPU and the RAM. Um, I went for the 64 gig storage just because I think I can get away with that. Mm. Um, and my only, and okay, it doesn't have wireless charging, which is, it would be, that's a nice, that would be a nice to have. Um, Obviously, the one frustration is the lack of headphone port. And I'll go back to, uh, and I'm not going to be able to remember the quote exactly, uh, but at the very beginning of the Google presentation, they were talking about uh, using technology to mold to the user and not expecting the user to mold to the technology. Mm. And you, they were talking about that with regards to machine learning, and that's all very well. But then you skip forward to their hardware and what they're saying is, no, Mr. User, you've got to mould to this technology. You've got to adjust your habit of sticking a headphone jack in and using an adapter. Mm. And I'll just round out the rant because it's one that we, I think, probably have had every podcast and certainly can have from now uh, into the future and say... Well, we, we just need to get used to it, don't we, that they've taken away something <sighs> that was really useful. Yeah. I just remember, and I, was, I think uh, I was mentioning this... Uh, to various people today about the time where, if you remember the um, first phones that started bringing MP3s in, so the N95s and yeah. before that the Nokia 6230 and the the Walkman phones, the W800s and the K750s. Yeah. And when you wanted to listen to music on that, you had to use a really ugly adapter. Adapter, yeah. yeah. Bespoke port to a headphone socket. And then once the smartphone started coming out with 3.5mm headphone jacks on, it was like a revelation. It was like, fantastic. We can use this as a music player now. 
Yeah. Now, all those other phones with the custom ports, they all have Bluetooth. You could use Bluetooth headphones with them since the very early days. You know, Bluetooth went onto phones very early. Yeah. So we've always had that option. But the preference for a lot of people is listening uh, over wired headphones. So when the 3.5 jack came out, everyone was, you know, really happy. And to start seeing it go away back in favour of these adapters is just crazy. Well, I think and there's so, so many problems with them, aren't there, as well? I mean, like I said, when I was wandering around in Luxembourg the other day, the, the, the effect of, of powering my AirPods and the streaming 4G and taking uh, photographs was absolutely caning the battery. Now, yeah. now you know, we, we, I know Leon's complained about you know not wanting to have Bluetooth headphones in while he's trying to sleep, but the, but there's a choice between that and 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 not charging it. Well, I mean, obviously there are other choices as well. Um, and and I know I, I often have um, headphones on when I go to sleep because I suffer from tinnitus, and actually that's the time of day when it is really hard to ignore. You know, if it's, yeah. if it's silent, then. All of a sudden, all you can hear is the damn whistling noise, and yeah. and and I, I must admit, I it's not the end of the world, but I wish it weren't the way it is. I mean, I I I, I plug my my three and a half millimeter jack into a, an iPad Mini, which um you know if they bring out a new iPad Mini, and I hope they'll bring out a Pro version, although I'm not so sure it'll happen. Um, no doubt they'll remove the headphone jack or something. I mean. The funny thing really about all this is that, that um, I actually think my single best tech, pur- tech purchase in a long time has been my AirPods. And, yeah. and actually, the funny thing about that is I was a fairly considerable critic of the AirPods until I actually was challenged to try some and did. And the simplicity of the design is brilliant. Um, the fact that you get eight charges out of one charge of the case is brilliant because you almost never end up with flat headphones. Um, and they just work for me. So actually... In that sense, Apple was right. Um, you know, they've actually stopped me using wired headphones most of the time. But there still are circumstances, like when you're trying to sleep, uh, or I don't like using um, AirPods on a plane or a train because, you know, it, it, they're easy enough to, to drop and then you're crawling around in, under a seat in a confined space and it's just a yeah. pain. Um, I, I'd like that flexibility. Yeah, and, exactly. And, and, and like you... I don't see this as a step forward, um, no. yeah, especially since the plug-in uh, adapters that, that have come out so far, the one on, on the U11, for example. Now, if you listen to the U11 over AirPods, the sound is stunning. It is fabulous. Plug the plug the supplied adapter in and then plug in a pair of ordinary headphones, and you think, well, hmm, this is like going back five years. The sound quality yeah. is not fabulous. So if they're going to make us use adapters, for heaven's sake, put some decent adapters in the box. Yeah. That, that, that's 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 part of the thing. But, yeah. But for that matter, if you if you force somebody to use an adapter, maybe you shouldn't be doing it in the first place. Yeah, and um, you know I've got the Beats X, which is similar to the uh, AirPods, hmm. and I, they're great. I love them, but it doesn't take away from the fact that I want the option of having a, a proper wired connection from yeah. time to time. And just to, to to close it out, did you see the YouTube video where a guy actually? did drill back in uh, yeah. a 3.5 jack into his iPhone 7. It just goes to show that you can do it. Um, it wouldn't take too much to do. Um, and, you know, no la- no decrease in batteries and all the rest of it. It's not a huge amount of space that it's taking up. So, yeah, I'm a, I'm a huge battery freak in terms of wanting the absolute maximum battery, but it's the one thing that I will take a small hit on. So, yeah, yeah there you go. So apart from ranting about um, headphone jacks, what do you make of the uh, Pixel 2 and Pixel 2 XL? 
Well, hmm, uh, the reason I kept the, kept the last Pixel for only a month, apart from the fact that I got it second hand, and I thought, well, let's move it on now, is it, 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 it has the same strengths and weaknesses as an iPhone. It, you know, it, in the sense that the iPhone, you can do all sorts of things with it. It's very competent, it's very reliable, but it's also slightly uninteresting. Um, and in that sense, I guess Google are right. Yes, okay, you've got this, this fresh version of, of Android that's exactly the way Google wants it done, but you haven't got any of the extra bells and whistles that anybody else has designed. Um, now, the thing that actually makes me think about the, the Pixel 2 that I'll get one is the camera. Um, and, and Miriam Shaw was on Twitter this evening, so sort of saying, well, haven't had very long to play with it, but believe me, this camera is absolutely exceptional. Um, you know, I mean, if you've been listening to, to Miriam's podcast, which is definitely one of my favorite podcasts. Yeah, it's a great podcast. Yeah. Um, you know, well, you'll know that she's been raving about the V30, hasn't she? Yeah. Um, and she says on, on Twitter tonight, you know, this is the single best camera I've ever seen on a, on a phone. Um, well, for Miriam to say that, I think, you know, you, you really have got to sort of sit up and listen and go, well, hmm, that's interesting. It's really yeah. that good. Yeah. Um, I mean, I mean, she says, I think the Pixel 2 may finally dethrone the 950. I was blown away with my brief time with the camera. Um, so, and what was the other one she said? It's a huge, another huge step forward from the Pixel. The portrait mode is really impressive considering it's just a single camera. Um, uh, Pixel 2 is, is tops on, on uh, video with even better stabilization than the Pixel. I mean, you, you get the flavor of this. She yeah. really, really raves about this thing. I think that the portrait mode will be very interesting because having been looking through some of my portrait shots on the computer rather than on the phone screen recently, as, as soon as you're not in the brightest of bright lights, it is a bit grainy yeah. uh, to very grainy. And presumably the pixel will benefit. Okay, it may not be able to work out the edges quite as well. That remains to be seen. But presumably it will benefit from... Uh, using that main lens to do the majority of the, well, to do all the captures. The oh, it's got. Yeah, yeah. So uh, it could mean that it could work in slightly lower light than uh, the iPhone, which would be very interesting to see. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've now found the quote that I was really looking for when I was reading the others. Um, I can guarantee you based on my time with the Pixel 2, both of them yesterday, that the camera will by far be the best smartphone camera of all time. Now, coming from Miriam, that's pretty strong recommendation, isn't it, really? And, okay. and, and actually, until I read that, and I, I took part in this thread and, and quizzed her about a few things, until I read that, I was quite content that I probably would look out for a V30 after Christmas. Yeah. Um, now I'm sitting there thinking, hmm, <laughs> maybe not the V30, maybe I'll actually yeah. go for a, a... Well, I think I'll probably go for a 2XL for all sorts of reasons, but um, it... it you know, it, it certainly is enough to make you think, isn't it? Yeah, it's absolutely. coming out and saying that Miriam knows the camera phones. Um, no doubt, no doubt that when uh, when AAWP does a comparison, it will pip it by several points. Um, uh, you know, but uh, no, I'm only putting your legs, Steve. Um, but nonetheless, it, it, if Miriam is saying that and, and saying to Steve, no, it will beat the 950. Well, it's got to be a good camera. Yeah, it's a really exciting and. The one thing that I thought was interesting was that they went into a lot more of the technical details on the camera uh, during the yeah. presentation yesterday than they did the first time round. It seemed like a bit of an afterthought on the first time round, given that the, the camera was so good. Um, they didn't perhaps make as much of it as they could have done on that launch, really, did they, on that first Pixel launch? But on this one, no. 
they were saying, look, this is how we do it. We, you know, it's five shots and we take, you know, each of the five shots average out, you know, looking for the, um, you know, for the best uh, picture possible and averaging everything out. I think it's going to be uh, really interesting to see it in action. So I'm, yeah. I'm really looking forward to it, actually. Yeah, I, I, I've got to say, having been reading up a bit more since yesterday, my, my initial thought was, well, I can wait and see about this. No doubt there'll be one turn up on, on PSC in April. Way time. Yeah, having read all this, I think to myself, well, yeah, it could be quite interesting in that. Mm. I, I don't know. I mean... All of these things, it's the usual problem, isn't it? That you have, uh, you know, compromises here, compromises there, and in order to get the best of this, then you don't have the best of that. Um, and that, of course, is where uh, iPhone sort of scores because it really doesn't have any competition. If you are iOS, you've got to have an iPhone. Um, whether the Pixel is going to be good enough to have you say, "Well, no, I don't, I don't need the, you know, the, the dual lens on the." Uh, on the LG that gives you wide angle, or I don't need the second telephoto lens on so many of them, or or the monochrome lens on the on the Huawei cameras, which is the other thing that interests me, and I've never really had a chance to play with that. Um, if it really is that good, well, maybe this is the start of, of big problems for some of the other manufacturers. Mm. There's a, kind of a couple of interesting points on it. So... They've now upped the platform updates that they're saying that they're going to provide to it to three years. Three which is years, interesting. yeah. yeah I, I don't know whether that's maybe it to do with something to do with like some operators wanting to give three-year contracts, which heaven, I heaven which I, I know, <laughs> turn my nose up of. The other thing that was interesting is it's only thirty frames a second on four K, which, given that the current new generations of iphones are 60 Six, frames a second so on 60, 4k yeah. that was quite interesting and then you've also got waterproofing which should be um or splash proofing at least splash so proofing, that should be good yeah, yeah I, I i think well it'll be interesting to see i i i i've got to say i don't have a huge appetite for spending eight nine hundred pounds on a phone with monotonous regularity um uh, <laughs> indeed I don't really have a huge appetite for spending eight nine hundred pounds on on a phone that isn't my main work phone at all. Yeah, yeah. But on the other hand, what do I love to do most of the phone? Answer taking photographs. That's, yeah. that's that's actually what drives me to change phones more often than anything else. Is oh, I want to try that camera. Or I want to try this camera. Um, yeah. Well, Miriam has probably damaged my credit card account quite badly <laughs> with uh, with all of these these comments this evening. So if you're listening, Mir- Miriam, blast. Um, but there you go. Now, I, I, I don't know. It, it, it looks, I mean, I, I like the, the Pixel 2 XL. I, I, you know, I, I do like the look of that. Um, I, I don't have an issue with the, with the, with the Pixel 2. Um, you know, the, the, this bit about bezels. Well, I, I can see the arguments both ways for the bezels. You know, at least the bezels give you something to hold the phone by. Yeah. If you, uh, as, as long as you've got an adequate amount of screen, I mean, uh, like I said, I've got an iPhone SE here. If you can manage, manage with an iPhone SE, then for heaven's sake, why can't you manage with bezels? I mean, put, yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. I'll put the SE on top of the um, the 8 Plus. I think the entire body of the phone almost fits within the visible part of the screen. So yeah. you know, you, you, you've got to be able to manage, haven't you, almost by definition. Okay, I think that might be us out of probably, time unless probably, there's anything else you want probably, to move on to. Probably a good point to, to say, uh, yeah, let's save some things up for the next episode. Um, thanks, obviously, for the chat, and thanks for uh, for taking the time to uh, to record something with Andy earlier, which would uh, be interesting to listen to. Um, I think, really, all we need to do is, is remind people of that PayPal link, which is paypal.me forward slash ratcat, R-A-T-K-A-T. See if you can... Uh, 
Say thanks to Nick if you've sold stuff on PSC. You've done it for free for years. Nick has actually paid all the cost of running that. Um, a small donation or a large donation, even better. Um, just might make his life a little easier right now. So um, we'd all like to say thank you, Nick, for everything you've given back to the community. Um, and so with that, I think uh, it's a goodbye from me. And um, over to you, James. It's a goodbye from me. Bye. See ya. <laughs>